0: Danny Garcia versus Adrian Granados. Fight Prediction. Dun, dun, dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there... You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 2006 Danny Garcia comes into the contest, 34 wins, 2 losses. Of those 34 wins, 20 are inside the distance. He has never been stopped. Adrian Granados, 20 wins, 6 losses, 2 draws. Of those 20 wins, 14 are inside the distance. He also has never been stopped. Currently, the line sits with Danny Garcia, a minus 1,300 favorite. That's a straight line. And Granados, plus 700. We only have over 9.5 and under 9.5 right now. I'm sure will go, won't go, 12 will come out. But over 9.5 is minus 285. And under is plus 205. Garcia wins by TKO KO is plus 188. Granado wins by TKO KO is plus 16 to 1. Garcia wins by decision minus 189. And Granado wins by decision plus 16 to 1. Fight is a draw 33 to 1. I'm going to tell you straight off the bat. These lines are wide. Granado's is live. I will say that again. Adrian Granados is a live underdog in this fight. And if you look at the straight lines, the public agrees with me because he opened at plus 1300. It's been nothing but Granados money coming in. He's currently down to 7. I checked earlier, he was 8, so there's definitely money coming in on Granados. So I'm going to tell you now watch this line very close because if you like him, I think this money's going to continue to flow on him. Because people in the know understand that his style is the type of style that is going to give Danny Garcia fits. Absolute fits. If you've watched Danny, if you know who he is, if you know his style, he's very good. He's technical. He has good power. But what's his Achilles heel? Volume. He just simply doesn't throw enough. And when you face a volume guy like Adrian is... It gives him trouble. You saw that in the Porter fight. It gave him trouble. That type of volume, he's just, he can't, he says all the time he wants to start faster. He says all the time that he needs to get off more. But mentally, he just can't do it. He just can't make himself throw punches that he doesn't think is going to land. And so he gets outworked. And Granados has that opportunity in this fight. The guy is tough as nails. Gives everybody a go. Don't let the six losses fool you. There's a lot of losses in there that people think that he should have actually won. Now, we've got to address that. Because you've got A side and B side. And Adrian seems like a very smart dude. And he understands that he's always the B side. Even going into this fight. He says, I have to absolutely dominate or stop Danny to win this fight because it's shown throughout my career that if it goes to the three blind mice, I'm going to lose. I don't have the powerful promoter. I don't have the big push behind me. I'm the B side. This is very, very important, especially when you're betting because we can bitch and moan all we want about the results. But... You know, we think Granados won, but they didn't give it to him, but in the end we wouldn't be cashing our tickets. So, that is a real danger here, guys. I'm sitting here telling you straight off the straight out of the gate that Adrian Granados is a live dog. He's going to give Danny Fitz, but we got to be real here. There is a chance that if Adrian can't dominate or stop him, he's going to lose on the cards. He is going to get his ass quote unquote robbed. Or lose another close fight. That's a real possibility. And that's just sad. But it's the truth. And that's the state of the game. And you've seen that throughout the history of boxing. And more and more in MMA. It's just the way the game is played. Between the two. There's a lot more super fights that involve Danny Garcia. Than they do Adrian Granados. And that, I mean, what I mean, what can you say, right? We got to be real here. You're talking about plopping down your cold, hard cash. You have to understand the name of the game. It may not be right. We may not agree with it. We may be up in arms about it. We may pull our hair out. But the fact of the matter is there is a danger here. Even though Granados is a big underdog, there is a danger here that he does really good work and produces a great fight and still gets jobbed at the end. I mean, go back to his fight with um, Broner. Granado and Broner. I thought he won that fight. He loses by split decision. You can go throughout his career and go, there's cases where he could have won this fight. Even the Porter fight was good and action-packed. I mean, he he gives as good as he takes. The guy is game. The other issue that you're looking at with Granados is, truthfully, he's a 140-pounder. He says this himself. Another thing he's having issues with. His career at 140 is where he wants to fight. These are the titles he wants to go after. The champions, in his opinion, are avoiding him. He says he can't get a fight at 40 against any of the top guys. So he's getting his phone ringing off the hook for guys at 47. On five weeks notice, like even the Porter fight, I believe was on five weeks notice. He's got the Garcia fight. That's at 47. He says, I have to take these fights because if I don't take these fights, I'm sitting on the shelf because I can't get anybody at 140 to fight me. So what is he going to do? He's like, I'm in a position where I've got to, I've got to eat. He literally says this, I've got to eat. So I've got to take these high profile fights against these big name guys At a weight that truthfully I probably shouldn't be fighting at. But I'm good enough that I can compete there. And a lot of times probably should have got the win. But he's the B side. So he's fighting a little bit above his weight where he probably shouldn't be. Against bigger name guys that automatically have bigger name promoters. Bigger pushes. Bigger network pushes. And he's the B side. And so he goes and gives everything he's got. And he ends up losing these very close decisions. I mean, that's tough, man. You've got to have dedication and determination and freaking mentally strong to go through that, knowing that this could be the case again against Danny Garcia. So he's well aware the obstacles that he's facing, and that doesn't even include the skill set of Danny. So going in straight out of the gate, he's at a disadvantage. Should he probably be at 40? Yes, yeah, where he wants to be. Should he be getting title shots? Probably. If you looked at the way that he's performed at 47 against some of these guys, you would say, certainly, he should be getting a title shot at 40. You could almost say, based off what he's done at 47. Like I said, don't let, don't let the record fool you. If you don't know who he is, go watch him fight. And then look at how his style matches up specifically to Danny Garcia. It's terrible. On paper, it's a terrible matchup for Danny Garcia. The one thing Danny does have going for him, two things I'll say. On Danny's part, is he can crack, especially with the left hook. And for Adrian, a lot of times, he's a face-first type of guy that gets hit a lot. That could be a recipe for disaster because as you saw in the Brandon Rios fight, Rios was doing well with uh, Danny Garcia, but then he got hit, got caught. So you can see the same thing going on with Adrian where that volume and that pressure is getting him rounds and making a real competitive fight. But then he's got the equalizer in the left hook specifically that could change the course of the fight. And I noticed when Adrian fought uh, Sean Porter, he did get hit with a significant amount of punches and he was able to... Uh, To get hit with the left hook as well. So that's a danger. I know that the books have Danny Garcia. A significant favorite straight. But they also favor him to win by decision. On paper that makes sense. Because Granado has shown that he's tough as nails. Really super tough. Even fighting at 147. The problem is because he does get hit a lot. And he's facing a puncher like Danny. That that could be a recipe for disaster. He could run into something. So even though my instinct says that if Adrian loses, he probably would lose on the cards, there is that danger there of the Danny Garcia left hook hitting Adrian when he's in one of his aggressive modes, just coming forward and kind of not really paying attention to defense. And Porter had a lot of success bullying Granados up against the ropes and landing his punches there. Danny's not really that type of physical guy. To fight like Porter where he pushes you up against the ropes and just digs to the head and body. But if he was able to get Granados on the ropes like that, a lot of times Granado covers up, absorbs the shot, and then looks to counter. And like I said, when you're facing a guy like Danny Garcia, that's a lot more dangerous to do than it is against a lighter puncher and Sean Porter. So I don't know if the tactics are going to be are going to be as safe as they were, as are effective as they were with Porter. But just generally speaking, skill set for skill set and what they bring to the table stylistically, this is a tough match for the big, big favorite and Danny Garcia. I really do think Adrian Granados is going to be in this fight. If he can avoid getting caught and hurt dropped with that big left hook, then I really think this is going to be a nip and tuck. I mean, we're going to get to the, to the wire here. And there's an opportunity that Granados could pull this off. Probably if Granados is going to win, it's going to have to be on the cards. Danny's got a really good chin. Again, Granados is a guy who probably should be at 40. He even admits himself that the guy's at 47. He's able to ding them, but not, he's not able to put them down. He's not. Be, he's not being able to stop them. So with a guy like Daniel Oshone, he's proven to be tough and durable. I don't think that's likely going to happen. Maybe if he does just a tremendous amount of body work. He spoke about that trying to break Danny down to the body. You know, anybody can go out from a body shot. You don't have to be a big puncher to knock somebody out to the body. It's one of the things that's truly neglected, especially especially in this day and age. And the lighter hitter should always be going to the body because you don't need big power. You just need to hit that sweet spot and it will send you down lickety-split. So that's something that could be a game changer there but we don't know how effective he's going to be able to be to get to Danny like that and of course there's always the danger when you're in that punching distance with Danny in that left hook because that's the punch that he's always looking to land and like I said Granados isn't a defensive specialist but he's super tough. He's shown to be super tough. If he gets hit by that Danny Garcia left hook, if he's able to take it and power through it, man, the guy's got granite in the chin. Because we know Danny can hit with that. He's always looking to set it up. That's his game changer. He can be getting outworked and losing round after round, and he'll look to try to make that punch in the fight. So it's something that Adrian definitely has to be aware of, but again... Adrian is live here, stylistically he matches up well, there are some dangers, obviously we spoke about that uh, before he even gets in the ring and then once he gets in the ring but when you're looking at these lines man, I mean you, I I can't say you shouldn't take a flyer on Adrian, if you look at uh, Granado's wins by decision, it's 16 to 1, 16 to 1, Now, do we have to be realistic and say if he goes to a decision, is it possible that we think he won or maybe it's a draw or something like that? And somehow, some way we don't cash. Yes, we have to be realistic here. But the return on your investment, the risk versus reward works out here. You're not going to have to lay a lot of cash and the potential return is outrageous on a guy who I believe is underrated in this position and very skillful in his own right and the books i believe were overrating danny or underrating granados however you want to look at it and the public noticed that right away that's not that doesn't always happen guys especially with a guy like adrian granados i don't know if people just recognize him from the porter fight or maybe the broner fight or what the case was or if this is the sharps in there but somebody recognized that the line was off. Even if you want to make Danny Garcia the favorite, because we spoke about some of the advantages he has, fine. But when you're opening Gran- uh, Granado's at plus thirteen straight, that I mean, to me, that's insane for how they match up. In my opinion, on paper, as far as Danny goes, how would he win? Well, you got you got to admit he has significant advantages here. But like I said, it's the power and the defensive liabilities of Granados that worries me most about laying the Garcia wins by decision. On paper, that's how it should go. Granados is shown to be tough. Danny isn't really a volume puncher. So it's not like he's going to be throwing 15 punch combination at Granado and hitting him with 10 of them. It's going to be the left hook, the right hand, the left hook, the right hand, right? Danny's pretty basic. You know what he's going to do. He's going to try to shot, uh, set up the big shot and try to hurt Granados with a single shot or maybe two shots. If Granados is somehow able to take that or avoid those shots completely, then you would think this fight certainly goes to a decision. And that's why I believe they have uh, Garcia wins by decision as favored. But like I said, there's danger there. So you guys need to really do your research and look at Granados. And look at his style. Look at the way that he defends. Look at the way that he presses and the way that he defends as well. Sometimes he turns his back. and this. Go look at the Porter fight. He turns his back almost like he's running away. And then he'll stop and throw punches. It can be very, very awkward. But at the same time, that's dangerous. Because if you get out of position and Danny launches a leaping left hook or something, you might find your ass on the canvas. So the things that he was able to do against Porter and survive those areas get hit and not go down get hit and trade i'm not sure he can do that over and over against danny because danny hits much harder in my opinion than porter does so there's danger there with if you're looking at garcia if you like garcia and you like him by decision just make sure that you're doing your research there to look at granados look how they match up and ask yourself if you think he's going to be able to take that danny garcia hook and if you think Garcia is going to be able to bomb him out with just one shot or two shots... Or if he would need more volume. Because that's the thing. You can't count on that from Danny. Even when he lands his power punches and stuff. The guy is very basic. He's very reserved when it comes to his fighting style. That's why people get so frustrated. Because when he lets his hands go. A lot of times he has success. But getting him to let his hands go. Is fighting tooth and nail. I don't know what it is about him. It's just a mental thing. Where he, he wants to see... That exact opening before he lets his hands go. And I don't think that's going to change now. I really don't. That's why the style of Granados could give him trouble. Because unless Danny bites down on his mouthpiece and says I'm going to throw when this dude comes in no matter what. He's going to be under firepower the entire fight. It doesn't matter if he's coming forward, Granados will be moving all awkward awkward, and throwing punches from all different angles. Or if Danny's just standing in the middle of the ring, then Granados can come forward like he did against Porter and just basically slug it out. For me, it's the danger in between for Granados where Danny launches a single left hook because he really can change the course of the fight with one punch. And that's dangerous for... Granados, obviously anybody betting Granados is dangerous for the fighter himself. But it's also dangerous if you're taking Garcia wins by decision. So overall, I expect this to be an amazing fight. I think Granados is super live here. He's definitely facing some adversity. There's definitely some dangers. There's definitely some obstacles that he's going to have to overcome. But it's a much easier Uh, take to say well Granados is live and I think that he can pull this out because when you look at the the lines they're they're really really high like I said your return on investment would be huge if you're liking Danny it's a little bit more difficult because do you really want to do you really want to lay that straight line are you going to take a risk and say that Granados can make it the distance and still lay almost minus 200 or you're going to go out on a little bit of a limb and say you know what Granados is tough But eventually one of those left hooks are going to put him down and that'll change the course of the fight and eventually he'll get him out of there. Those are the things you have to look at when you're on the Danny Garcia side. So you have to look a little bit deeper into Danny and then match that up with the styles and how you expect Danny to fight. I'm going to tell you now, don't don't put it in your head that Danny's going to fight any other way than what you've seen. If he happens to do that and you're on him, hey, that's a benefit. But I would not go into this fight thinking, oh, because Granados throws a lot of punches and Danny was bitching about the decision with Porter where he said Porter was just flailing his arms. But I was more accurate and I was throwing the better punches, the more accurate punches. But I understand now I have to let my hands go more. I wouldn't buy into that. Fighters talk a lot of smack. All the time. And you know what? More often than not. They just go back to their instinct. And fight the way that they normally fight. Danny's had a lot of fights. He's in his 30's now. It would be very difficult for him to all of a sudden just let that go. And say, I'm just going to let my hands go. You know, a guy walks in on me and we're just going to trade punches. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if he did it, it would be in spots. But I think overall, he's going to stick to what's got him to the championships. He's going to stick to what makes him comfortable. He's going to stick to that reserve status of, I can catch this guy in between a punch. Or I got to set up my offense perfectly before I let my hands go. And, hey, more often than not, it's worked for him. I'm just saying when he's in against volume guys, he's had trouble. You can see that even before in fights that he's won that people didn't think he should have. The Herrera fight, the Lamont Peterson fight, um, and then in the fights that he lost against Thurman and Porter. So it's not like this is something new that recently started happening. He's had trouble with this for a while, and it hasn't been corrected. So I don't want anybody that's backing Garcia to go and think that all of a sudden because of the Porter loss that he's going to just magically let his hands go. I don't think that's going to happen. And like I said, if it does, if you know somehow the magic fairy comes down and sprinkles dust on him and he lets his hands go and you're backing him, then you're good. But just don't factor that into your capping because I don't think that's likely at all. I think it's going to be the same Danny Garcia that we always see. The guy who's behind the eight ball more often than not. Who, when he lets his hands go, has success. But he's always looking to set up the power punch. That can take somebody out, or at the very least change the course of the fight that gets him back in it. I think that's the way that he's gonna fight. And the same thing with Granados. Granados says that, you know, he believes the Garcia camp thinks that he's just a face first punching bag, but he has more tools than that. And even referenced the Rios fight where he said Rios had success. He was surprised at how much success he had, but he didn't have anything else to fall back on. So that tells me that Granados might might mix in some of that herky-jerky where he's moving back. Like I mentioned, go look at the Porter fight, where he's almost turning his back to Porter and then he stops and punches. That type of quote-unquote boxing to kind of throw a wrinkle in there to see if Danny's able to deal with that. Because I believe that Granados believes that his volume is going to win out. Now, it doesn't matter if he does it going forward. Or if he moves around, throws three, four, five, six punch combination and gets out of there before Danny can unleash that hook right hand. That's trying to rip his head off. So Granado could throw wrinkles in there. But overall, I really do believe this is a case of Granados trying to win this fight based off of volume. But I want you guys to do your own research and look at this. Let me know. Hit me up on social media. Comment on YouTube. Let me know if you think Adrian Granados is a live underdog in this fight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.